Now, live from the Blind Ninja Studios in Western Wisconsin, a show with no purpose. Hosted by experts at drinking, and they're almost definitely wearing pants. It's time for the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 173 of the Department of Offense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me as always is Carlos. Right here. And Miles. I'm here this week. And you did not come through at all, Miles. Nice that we had all these sound issues worked out. Is that better? There There he is. You you apparently muted you for some reason. (laughs) And then uh, Pete. Yep. Uh, I'm pretty sure the reason I muted you was just deep-seated resentment for some reason. Yeah, I and can It was very subconscious. A few reasons. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. Uh, before we get too deep here, um, I want to go ahead and give a shout-out to our patron, specifically Zach, or our Zach Belt patron, Zach Zablowski. Uh, if you want to be as awesome as him, head on over to patreon.com slash Studios and become a patron today. So, Carlos, what have you been up to this week? Uh, this week, not too much. Played some Fallout 4, made some <clears> steak, <laughs> made some, uh, like today for lunch, I was like, you know, I should, I need to make something, I have some steak in the fridge, and like I had two steaks left, I was like, well, which one do I want to make? And then I couldn't make my mind up, so I made both of them, and ate just them Just two both. steaks, and just eat them, just, yeah, both the steaks, it. that's a good plan, that's what uh, I would do. And then, uh, let's see, oh, uh, so there's this fantastic thing where, uh, like group text messages where you send <laughs> text messages to uh, that, somebody yeah. and then uh, like everybody gets that same text and uh, well unfortunately there's one involving the camping group and it's uh, it's not great <laughs> what do you mean it's not great well you know you, I'm trying to fall asleep oh and all right. of a sudden just a, a cascade of texts come in <laughs> Text yeah. after text after text. It was only like a four-hour window. Oh, and, and then it, it died just, down. Oh, it just they're just text. It was not great. I was trying to sleep, and it just. Also, I don't think my phone does the uh, group text thing right because it. it I, there's like no. It doesn't show like a window for a special. It just like shows individual text. Everybody, so. <laughs> and it I, must be I, hard to follow. I then. tried to individually mute people, but it wasn't working. Yeah, you're on a Windows phone. And it just, uh, apparently there's a limit of, like, muting three people, and then, like, any more than that, it doesn't work, and even the people I muted would still make the sound. Well, the thing that really bugs me is when you get someone who responds to the group message, but really only means to respond to the mes- original message sender, and you get all- start getting, like, this personal conversation that everybody's getting. Yeah. And, uh... And it's then, a yep. great personal conversation, though, I tell you what. Why? Yeah, but... Sometimes it's, it's bad. Dude, I... <sighs> One time I got one that somebody just said pussy meat. I'm like, oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> but it had it was a picture of like a steak that looked like, you know, a v- vagina. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, that makes sense. But I was all like, what the fuck is this? And you see, the thing is, I couldn't uh, silence my phone because uh, that's what my alarm clock's on. Oh. And, you, well, uh, Carlos, uh, I guess you just need to buy an alarm clock. No, most alarm clocks are ter- like the uh, analog You're clocks. right. It's I easier like the- to get rid of all of your friends. Yes, it's far easier to do that. <laughs> well, this is the reason I stopped getting... I thought about it. I was like, I could, you know, just go... There's a, an option to just stop that. 
<laughs> I just have to hit that button for all these couple people, and I won't have this problem anymore. <laughs> I used to have the same issue with uh, receiving Twitter messages on my phone. And during football season, my brother and my friend would just nonstop. I'd get about 35 or 40 a day. And I don't care about football, so it was super fucking annoying. See, so the thing is, why, isn't that what Facebook's for? To take care of these group text messages so I don't have to... No, exactly. Like, well, a group text is, it's more convenient and it's entertaining for the rest of us. Yeah, you're out and about, you're at a bar or something, you know? That's what, that's what we were doing. Yeah. It was great. We were just trying to coordinate things. Because sometimes some people don't use Facebook. And when we're trying yes, to coordinate I know, a group... Because uh, <laughs> Facebook doesn't fucking send, make these alert noises every time. Yeah, but we needed to make sure you got it. Because this was all information that you needed. You need to be brought up to speed. You know, I don't have my phone on at trip. the second. But all these text messages were absolutely not at all. <laughs> like, they uh, they see, were all... Uh, well, today, like, I wasn't sleeping, but there was a bunch about, like, a beer koozie. Yeah, that, a tactical beer koozie. Yeah. Rogue condensation. <laughs> <laughs> it was, and it was a, a really stupid discussion. I it was. Say. And just like the one last night. At least it did go on very long, and I wasn't trying to sleep at the time, but... No, I'm saying, pretty sure we, we, we talked about food and wood, and how we were getting there. Yeah, we were definitely taking some vehicles up there. That was, we really settled that. Yeah, no, 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 but we need to know which two vehicles, because usually we take the Jeep, but Matt didn't want to you drive know, the I was, Jeep. Yeah, I was really worried that we might take my car. Like, that was really well, a, no, I know option. We, I was, yeah, I no, was, I wouldn't ride in that shit. My, <laughs> no, nobody would. I don't think they would let it on the ferry. It's a fire hazard. Yeah. Like, what is this? <laughs> is that a car? <laughs> Looks like you just have an explosive device on wheels. Yeah, that's <laughs> you guys, pretty you guys much look what like it terrorists. is. In that car. Yeah. Why, don't you, why don't you roll down the? Is your window broken? Or all your windows? No, we need my, to get you oh, a okay, pop filter. That was filter, somebody else's Pete. car then. What? We need to get you a pop filter, Pete. A, a what? A pop filter? Yeah, because you make a lot of. Yep. All right. Sorry. It's oh. all good, man. I, it was just something <laughs> I was thinking. <laughs> but yeah. Quit popping. So Friday night at work, I was. Super exhausted, but uh, yeah. Well, that was just my week. That's yeah. I, not, not anything more exciting than that. Well, Tom, I mean, that conversation was pretty exciting. It was a pretty great conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Miles, yeah, what have you been anyways. up to since the last time you've been on? It's been a, it's been a file. Uh, last ditch effort, weddingy things. All right, that's so, right. You're getting yep. married or something. Yeah, just that's a whole two thing. It's a big deal. It two is, weeks. It is. Yeah. So I uh, just finalized the wedding program. We're going to be printing our own. Okay. Cool. And we totally ran out of black ink. Hey, me too. <laughs> and so on my way to work one day. I bought some black ink. You should just print them in white. No, see, I actually <sighs> came back like two days later, returned the ink, and just bought a new printer. It's cheaper. It it literally is. Yep. Because <laughs> the printer was 35 bucks. It comes with black and colored ink. The black ink replacement cartridge is 25 bucks. Hey, I mean, you're saving 10 bucks if you just get the black ink. You know... No, because now I also have more color. Did you uh, now? <laughs> you get the bonus. No way. <laughs> so you had color. So, no, you had color ink left. Yes. You could have just altered all the text to be a dark blue. Or then a pink. You just don't have to worry or about a that. Purple. Well, or but see, the thing is, is, I also periwinkle. had the benefit of I took apart the printer. 
That's just not back really off the mic a, a little bit when you're saying p words and we'll get the pop. <laughs> Poodle pop. All right. All right. No, so I I took apart the the printer I got so I could scrap parts it. Got a couple extra motors and some photo sensors, nifty stuff. All right. And oh, I built a a, a laser cat toy. You built a laser cat toy. <laughs> yeah, just glued a couple servo motors together, put on an LED, and now it just randomly points in areas on the floor and my chat just, cat just goes nuts we need one of those for toughy you don't, you don't have to do anything yeah all in all it was like a four dollar project so yeah. it's hard to argue with yeah i've always wanted to like so the dog at work toughy um he chases a laser pointer like a cat mm-hmm. and so i always wanted to get uh, build a little robot that would just like go back and forth in the office because yeah. i get tired of pressing the button <laughs> Well, if you want to invest like five bucks, I can do it for you. Hmm, I don't know, man. Five dollars? Five dollars? We'll talk. It's actually pretty fucking easy. Yeah. So, Pete, what have you been up to, man? Oh, not a lot, but I've been playing WoW, so that's it. How's Legion? Nothing to say. It's good. It's good. (laughs) It's good. Otherwise, it's like, uh, it's like yeah. pulling teeth, riveting conversation out of how many you, man. Wait, when it's my turn, it is. <laughs> so, how many hours did you put in so far? I don't know. I'm not gonna look. And didn't you put like? It's more than what I would put. Pass. It's more than what I would put into Diablo yeah. when a new season comes out. That's a lot. So, yeah, trying to get over a hump and then I can take it easy. So I'm good. It sounds good, man. All right, I let's see what this week. What did this week do? I I fixed a computer for some old people. That was that was a whole thing. Uh, oh, you're still yeah. doing that? Yeah, but it was Madeline Island money, so it's all good. Um, bought a new board game. Bought a new board game for Madeline Island. Uh, Ultimate Werewolf. It's one night Ultimate Werewolf. So yeah, should hmm. be fun. Is that an easy one or? Is it- yeah, yeah, it's a short like ten minute game. Cool. I uh, looked at it and like I liked how there's a character called the Tanner who wins if he dies. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> like he hates his life. Like that's 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 literally the character, and if he dies, he wins. And if the uh, werewolves kill somebody and it's, they only kill the Tanner, then the werewolves don't win, but, but the, the Tanner, tanner wins. wins. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, as long as he dies, he wins, and that's yep. Yeah, that's uh, then there's ridiculous. like is he like the odd job of this game? Well, no, there's well, yeah, kind of. Like, <laughs> there's a minion character. Uh, a minion guy who does he's like weird like apparently if the werewolves kill them they win but also he's on the werewolf side so if the werewolves win he wins yep so it's kind of weird um there's uh there's the drunk who uh changes whatever character he is like randomly at like at the start of the at the start of the round and he doesn't get a look at it that's awesome uh, yeah, no, there's it, it'll be a fun little game to play while we're uh, getting increasingly intoxicated. Yeah, we're going to turn it into a four-hour game. <laughs> like we did with Koo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's did, good, though. I did that with zombies a couple of times. You ever play that one? Yeah, uh, we have that one over there. We played that one the other day. Uh, mm-hmm. it, was the fir- it was the first game that we played to break in the table. Nice. And that one, it took a while because I was trying to get this phone together and then... I I just wasn't paying attention, and then all of a sudden, there's a helipad that's full of zombies, and I'm yeah. like, oh no! Yeah, that. Was and Carlos is way over here <laughs> doing God knows what, and Rick is just trying to like kill zombies to win. He's trying to get like the thirty zombies or whatever you need to win. Yep. 
And then for some reason, zombies just kept spawning on him. It was weird. <laughs> he kept dying and losing half of the zombies. That's what, okay. Yep, that was the that was the primary problem. There was no way we'd ever be able to get to the helipad, and we kept dying, so we could never get to third. Right. Yeah. No. Like, it, if you can get to the helipad, it's not that bad. Well, then Carlos, what? Carlos uh, did did a thing where like zombies wouldn't attack anybody for until the end of his next turn. Yeah, but like if you did, and so we just sprinted to the helipad. Did it work? Well, you had we had to wait until it was somebody's turn to kill the zombie on the helipad because there's like one zombie pa- on the middle of the helipad that had to be killed to win. Oh, yep. that's right. no. I think what happened is we just moved him off. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's eventually what it was. <laughs> we just moved him away, and then a, Matt and I won. A meta game decision there. Yep. No, no, it was it, like. It was it was just how it was working out, okay. and yeah, so we moved him off because I wanted to win. Damn it! <laughs> Did you? Uh, I co won. Okay, so <laughs> I don't. I guess I kind of won. But Everybody wins. It's not a real good victory. It's just a victory, I guess. Making sure that things are still running and they are alright. <laughs> all right. Well, should we try some beer, guys? Beer sounds like a good thing to try. Sure. We got two. Uh, mm-hmm. Miles, you're in beer bitch seat. Uh, we're gonna do hard. Actually, no. Let's do uh, the Oro first. All right. Do the Oro first. All right. So this first beer that's coming out is a beer to guard from Jolly Pumpkin, uh, or by Jolly Pumpkin Artisan Ales in Michigan. Um, it's available year round. It's an eight uh, percent beer. It's called. Oro de Calabaza. I want to say this is one that was sent to us, but I'm not entirely sure if it was. So I I don't I don't know if <laughs> if this was sent to us. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thanks if you did. Um, but well, they sent us a, just a, a bunch of beers, and I think we've gone through mo- or all of them except for this one. If this is one of them, otherwise we've gone through them all. By the way, I pretty much love all of the Jolly Pumpkin Artisan Ales. I, I think I've had one or two throughout the years, but I'd be hard-pressed to name them. Well, one of my uh, favorites that I can't name off the top of my head, go figure, um, they had it divine for quite a while. It was in a blue bottle, and I was able to get like a three-year-old bottle, and it aged just amazingly. Oh, that sounds awesome. Oh, it it really was. And then just knowing that, I was able to sell the rest of them in like six days. Um, let's see if we can find anything more on this beer on their website. Well, the bottle has uh, a quip on it. All right, uh, here we go. Brewed in the Franco-Belgian tradition of strong golden ales, spicy and peppery, with a gentle hot bouquet and beguiling and influence of wild yeast, uh, this is also uh, barrel-aged. It's aged in oak barrels. Yep. Um, aged in large oak casts and re-fermented in the bottle, Oro... De Calabaza is brewed in the Frank... Yep, we did that one. Okay, we're good. <laughs> yep. Please enjoy our beers in good health. Cheer- cheers and mahalo. Mahalo, son. <laughs> Calabaza Blanca, that was the one I had. Motherfucking mahalo. 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 I don't know about the spiciness. I haven't tried it yet, but... It smells sour. It's not very, but it's definitely wild. I'm getting a strong... Uh, Boozy smell to it, actually. It's either booze I'm smelling or uh, sweetness. I think it's probably the sweetness. Sweetness matched with sour comes off as almost astringent. Yeah. I'm not getting a whole lot of. I don't. I don't. I don't think I'm picking up on the booze character, but that's not something that I that I'm super like attuned to usually. Just a I, little oak. Just a little. 
I get mostly the uh, the spices and yeast kind of characteristics. Carlos, what do you think? It's all right. Uh, I don't know. I don't really have a lot more to say about this one. What do you taste? Well, How does it make you feel in your soul? How does it make me feel? I don't know. Hmm. Tastes very goldeny. <laughs> <laughs> I think you used that one already. Uh, good job, Midas. Does it taste ale-like? Yeah, it definitely takes, tastes uh, like ale-like. I mean, it doesn't really have a sour taste to it that much. as, But like, there's like a... There's kind of like a, a slight apple taste in there, almost. Mm. Like a cidery characteristic. Yeah. It was like a plum or Actually, something. Actually, I smell cider, now that he says that. Yeah. I think that's I what smell I meant by like some a, of that yeah. acidic coming through. Uh, yeah, not a whole mm. lot else to say about this one. Uh, it's a very pretty beer. It's a very pretty beer. Yeah, like if it's walking down the street, be like... Yeah, I would, yeah. That was really loud, sorry guys. <laughs> give, it, give it a good Jeez. old double take. No, uh, I, it tastes very wild. Um, obviously it's not tailored to be super sour. Uh, it does have the proper Belgian qualities to it. and Farmhousey. I mean, it, it's very much what it says it is. I don't know if I'm exactly blown away by what it is, though. Uh, bottled 6-18-15. So this so, is a uh, fourteen months old. Yep, uh, blend six. So I'm assuming it's a blend of of either six different beers or it's the sixth blend. Probably the sixth blend. Nah, I don't know. it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> no, I I like it though. It's it's pretty good. Pretty good. All right, pita. It's good. It's a little tangy on the back end. Okay. I get a little breadiness too after I'm done sipping it for like a minute. But uh, I don't. It, I feel like it should be really refreshing, and it is. It's, like, really clean, but and it also feels a little heavy. Like something, I don't know. Just... I feel like it's missing something. Like, there's some component there that I want to be there, and I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's a tartness. Like, maybe I just, I'm I'm looking for something just a little bit more tart, or... Mm-hmm. Just a little bit, uh... Or maybe the mouthfeel is... Like, the mouthfeel is very... It, it feels like a sour. Like, it should be a sour. Yeah. Uh, but that tanginess, yeah. that little bite to it. Yeah, like it, there's, it's the hint of it there, but it just needs to, it needs to pop more. Yeah, maybe it, it's because it's older. Maybe right when they did it, it was just like, no, it's, it's like lemonade. Well, tangy. usually, well, usually <laughs> they sours get, get worse. Yeah, sours. Yeah. Usually, sours get more sour over time. Yeah, worse is the wrong word. <laughs> well, sometimes, sometimes they get worse, but most of the time they get better. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, it's very drinkable though. Or what was the ABV on this? Uh, eight. Eight? Mm. It doesn't, doesn't drink like an eight. Yeah, it doesn't drink like an eight. It drinks like a three, <laughs> which is a problem. I mean, we only have one bottle, so it's not that big of a problem. But uh, but yeah, no. Um, hmm. It does feel like it is missing something. Yeah, may, or maybe even like more of that oak character needs to come through. Oh, that's true. Because there's, there's, there's a hint of it, but there's just not... Mm. Quite enough. It's like somehow every aspect is only a hint of the aspect. Yeah, yeah. It it feels like this beer might be trying to do too much, and I mean it's not a bad beer by any means. It's just it it falls just a touch short. Well, it's kind of like it's balancing between too many things all at the same time, 
and at least one of them should shine more. It's like the Venn diagram of beers. <laughs> They're fun to look at, but nobody really wants to see one. That's that's actually kind of true. <laughs> I, I'm a math guy. I don't even like Venn diagrams. <laughs> Carlos, give me a number. Uh, I'm going to give it a... I don't, I don't quite like the taste a whole lot. Like I don't know. There's something about the taste that just doesn't really get me. So I'm going to go with a... Six and a half. Six and a half, okay. Uh, probably a seven. Uh, I, th- I think it's a very well thought out beer, but it still could be just a lot better somehow. Yeah, we do a seven as well. <clears throat> Same reason. Something, I don't know, needs something. Uh, I'm going to go with a six and a half uh, for kind of the same reason as you guys, uh, but also because it feels like it's trying to do too much and just not quite hitting the mark. Um, yeah. Hmm. Cleanse my palate with a little bit of Guinness. There's treasure on the bottle. Oh, man. Wait, there's treasure? Yep. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) Well. (laughs) All right. Um, so the next beer heading around here, um, is a local brew from Menominee, Wisconsin. Uh, it's, uh... It's a beer by Lucette. It is Harmonia, which is an American IPA. Comes in at six and a half ABV, uh, and it comes in a five pack if you buy a six pack and drink one. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say, yes. <laughs> I was, you can't tell. I was really disappointed though because I saw. I was like, wait, is it a beer called Harmonica? I was like, nope, it's Har- Harmonia. Harmonia. Yeah, is that stupid? Well, and there's also another beer named Harmonia, so it's not even an original. They should have called Harmonica. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. You want a full one? I want a full one. I ain't got nothing going on tonight. Did you want a full one, Pete? No, I'll just take a little. All right. Carlos, did you want a full one? I should probably wait till I see whether I like this one. Okay. Taking my beers away. Son of a bitch. We gonna fight later. Yep, yep. I thought we you were going to pass that down. Later. Well, now we have to fight and talk. Okay. We'll do the same. Do it at the same time. Well, I just say. But I only fight with pogs. <laughs> yeah. Are you in on the pog betting uh, scheme scene? Oh yeah, man. Uh, it's pogs. It's pretty pog brutal. Ones is the shit. <laughs> I only do underground pogs. I never even knew what Boglins were until I saw uh, Jim Sterling's video. I was like, oh my god, what is this? this is ridiculous stuff. My uh, brother back in the day had a huge Pog collection. He even had like the uh, the you know like the card sleeve pages. He had one for Pogs. Yep, that's awesome. Uh, did he have some badass slammers? Uh, he did have a couple of cool ones. He had uh, like a brass, a heavy brass one with a skull pattern on the front. Oh, that's cool. It was or. Was when I was like eight. Right. <laughs> Sometimes they got out of hand, like a two-inch slammer. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just like it's just like a piece bam. of steel. Like <laughs> I never had. I very... put I put razor blades on my slammers, so when I slam them down, oh. they bounce in the eyes of my enemies. Playing for reals. Yep. Underground pogs, man. I tell you what, that shit is hardcore. Yeah. I never. Sometimes you got to play pogs against a chicken. It's the pog underground just... elementary school. I'm still not entirely sure how to play pogs. I I didn't understand it. If you flip them over, you win. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's what, like so in the stack you hit the stack with the pog and then with the slammer, slammer or with, yeah. yeah with the slammer and then uh, however many you flip over that's your score. No, we used to play where you you keep those. Yeah. Oh yeah, you could play that way too. I. <laughs> And then it you, was got, so you, bad. you got you got the you got the poor kid who like doesn't have any pogs at the end of the day. Well, yeah. Yeah, he just has a slammer. Do you like, take turns or something, or how yeah. does it work exactly? Like, do you stack them all up and you each take a turn, or is it? 
well you each put a bunch of pogs in then you stack them up and like depending on how high you're willing to go like bitch let's go two feet motherfucker like oh you're gonna get all the pogs no you gotta do like a short stack maybe like ten eight or ten and they're harder to flip over the short of the stack and like you play with your good pogs even though there were no like yeah, yeah, no, they were all just cardboard circles. Well, yeah, they like, came out of cereal. Like that one was the coolest. There was actually a uh, kit you could get that would like so you could make your own pogs too. Yeah. <laughs> and they were all lame. <laughs> uh, let's see. Well, most of them. The ones I, I had never had lame. very many pogs growing up, but uh, let's see. I, I as I was moving out of uh, from Colorado as a kid, like uh, my friend gave me some. Like he gave me one that was a that he had, that oh make your own po- uh, one that he had made that was just him and his brother, like a picture of him and his brother. I was like, oh well. I also, though, did get Sonic the Hedgehog one from, like, the cover of, like, the Sonic the Hedgehog game for uh, Game Gear. That was fucking badass, because Sonic's on, like, the hang gliders, like, giving you a thumbs up, and, like, that was pretty badass. <laughs> and then you lose it. Like, Remember, like, no! the tubes of Pogs that you would store them in? Yep. Like, yep. Yeah, yeah, the tubes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, bought a, I bought a thing of Pogs uh, probably, like, five or six years ago now at a garage sale for a quarter, um, and then I got drunk, and I was playing with the pogs and I lost them all <laughs> under the couch. <laughs> well, <laughs> and then we we were finding pogs around the apartment until the day we moved out. <laughs> Did you keep them? Like pogs were like glitter. They just went everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they don't hurt to step on, so no, why yeah, would you no. pick it up? <laughs> <laughs> They're like bobby pins. Like once they are introduced to a place, they find their way everywhere. Yeah, man, it's terrible. They're just the pogs, man. The pogs. It was the 90s toy, along with Furbies. And Gak. And Gak. And Floam. Well, do you guys remember Floam? I'm going to yeah. be you honest. I think, I think, so I I think Gak and Floam were probably around beforehand, especially Floam. Floam's had to have been around for so yeah, long. Yeah, but Floam's the coolest. Oh, those infomercials for Floam. <laughs> they just never would stop. <laughs> like, Floam... Like, it had the weirdest texture. Was that, like, the half sand, half putty? No, no, Floam was, it was basically Gak with styrofoam in it. Yeah, little teeny ones. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like, little, like, and so, like, it, you would be able to, like, shape it, and it had, like, some structural integrity. Okay. It was And, like, it just felt weird, and it was kind of cool. Um, but, no, 90s was the era of... Kid bops. No, it, it, of, toys, <laughs> of toys that could burn your house down. <laughs> because, yep. like... Creepy crawlers. Creepy fucking crawlers, man. <laughs> like, let's give kids non-toxic <laughs> plastic goo and then let them bake it on a metal sheet in a fucking oven that's small enough that they can just keep it in their room and, like, drop paper in it and watch it burn. Yeah. So, wait, so, like, the... You did that, didn't no, I never, Yeah. I never had one of those. Well, but, like, so they would... So... For the creepy crawlers, you could it, they'd actually give you a working oven, but meanwhile, like the easy bake ovens, those were like what had like a, a, they had a light, light bulb. bulb, a light bulb, <laughs> a heat lamp. Yeah, no, like these actually had an actual heat coil in them, and like so you would take the metal the metal plate and you'd fill it with the goop and you'd put it in and then you'd pull it out and you have to wait for it to cool before you could play with your creepy crawlers. That never happened. Wasn't there one to like make like not just creepy crawlers but like one like make your own figurines? Maybe, but like, no, that like, can't be right because like no, you that wasn't like, that was like well I think that was like almost like with metal like they wouldn't do that for kids right they wouldn't no, give you something that like no I think made I know liquid what you're talking metal. about because you got like the two like plastic halves of a person and you would fill it with stuff yeah is that something right? that didn't fill it with metal did it no it's no, probably rubber it, all right no it, it was a type of rubber yeah yeah but it was just like yeah let's just give this to kids 
and nothing bad could possibly happen. Well, it was a responsible a, parent would put I remember it in, there was a, on the top shelf. A really like, cool yeah. one that was just. Oh, no, uh, yeah, but we're talking about parents. Yeah, sorry. Like, you're saying you were pe- putting pieces of paper in there, watching it burn. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> your parents <laughs> probably should have put that somewhere else. Okay. Well, I mean, to be completely fair to my parents, uh, by the time <laughs> I was the age that Creepy Crawlers was around, my parents were like 25. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, they are pretty cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> it really did kind of blow my mind. Uh, you know, we just kind of grew up, went through the 90s, and then it. Never had like an explicit stopping point. Managed never to but, kill ourselves. Well, the year two thousand, well, the era. <laughs> a- anyways, uh, no, like I'll run into these quiz things that'll you know Jesus that'll Christ. talk about all the things from the nineties, and then it's amazing how much of like its own thing nineties things were. Yep, a oh, creepy f- a creepy crawler oven on Amazon. $135. That's Jesus. actually not as bad as I would have thought. I know, but what you were like they build they, your own. What was for retail? Like, I have no idea what retail was. <laughs> oh, but Furbies were so terrible. Like, why did anybody care about those things? Those were terrifying. Remember Boom. the remember the I one? I can get one on a, on eBay for twenty bucks. <laughs> You're Dude, doing it, aren't we you? We should make them on the show. Just <laughs> 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 like someone go to check the oven. My Vintage creep, creepy Toy Max creepy there. crawler molding oven. But how about the Works plastic great. for it? You gotta buy the... Well, I'll probably have to find the plastic. That probably isn't... Yeah, you can make your own at home. Wait, hang on, hang on. Includes oven, five metal modes, tray holder, and manual. Hmm. I feel like I should bid on this. <laughs> Wait, what's shipping? That's what we need to know here. Hang like on. Like 25 bucks. Um, there are so many stupid toys in the 90s. Yeah. Did anyone else play with the light bright? Dude, Lightbright was the best. <laughs> Lights, I, was I like Lightbright. Which one was Lightbright? You put the little uh, plastic pegs. Uh, the lights yeah. on the grid. You see, the thing is, like, mine never had all the uh, pegs. Yeah, so you could... Because, you, you know, it was in a, ki- a household with kids in it. So, yeah. of course, it's not going to have all the uh, pegs. Well, the thing I really enjoyed were the, uh, like, the black papers, and you scratch your drawing into it, and oh, it's yeah. got the color underneath. And, like, that wax paper eventually would get so scratched up, it'd, like, almost be useless. Yep. <laughs> I need to do some more research on this. See if I can find one with the goop. Etch a sketch. Because the shipping was going to be just as much just as the shitty with those. <laughs> Did anybody else do uh, the micro machines? Dude, uh, Mighty Max micro machines, man. Yeah, they were all good. Like, <laughs> I had so many. <laughs> well, and like the Mighty Max would come in like 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 the super the super cool like volcano sets and shit. Yeah. And like well, Mighty Max, his deal was like he had the magic hat, right? That was his. Yeah, thing? that's what the cartoon had. Yeah. And I don't remember what his magic hat did, but I remember it was awesome. So, and he's actually the reason I started wearing baseball caps. So, yeah, did you <laughs> just, have one with the M on it? In. No, I didn't. Well, but was... I was I'm, I was trying out hats until I found them that was magic. So I'm looking at these things. I'm not sure I understand what they're really supposed to be. It's just like some sort of toy thing that unfolds. What a micro machine? Yeah. It well, it it, like... it opens up into a playset. Yeah. And then you have the tiny little toys. That you play Dude, on the playset. I, I always got rid Crunch. of the playsets, the the scenes. I just I had like a giant top or a fucking bin full of them, and I would just bring them places, just set them up all like all over, like outside, just like all over the fucking place. That one actually looks pretty cool. Oh, it's a motherfucking Death Star. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, like, yeah. which one is that one? I think my no, I just it wasn't that one. My brother had one of those. 
But uh, yeah, Micro Machine Star Wars toys were fr- pretty uh, fucking badass. See, this is kind of cool, but it's like the Death Star opens up to Anakin's home on whatever. Planet. I had a Micro Machine uh, Obi Wan that I found um, a couple years ago, and I took it on a vacation with me. And I just took pictures of him, like in places. <laughs> like we were, we were on the ship, and he was like, there was like an out of bounds area, so I went and put Obi Wan over there, and I took a picture <laughs> of him. Like, in you it. should be over there, Obi. <laughs> Actually, we still have some of my old Star Wars uh, micro machines laying in the around the studio somewhere, like a handful of them. I think that Obi Wan was one of them. It might have been. I don't know where he went. Or like the he's Luke, probably in Duluth somewhere. The Luke Skywalker who's like actually lost his right hand that had the lightsaber just because it broke off. <laughs> <laughs> it's supposed to be like that. It's anyway. more accurate now, man. <laughs> <laughs> My God, what was that toy that uh, you, you held it up and the viewer? It's a viewfinder. Yeah, the yeah. the view thing. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a new one coming out. Uh, the Batman animated series is getting their own. The new Batman animated series. Mm-hmm. They're releasing a brand new viewfinder, like a retro style. Yeah, that's awesome. But right? I, I don't <laughs> care about that if it's not the the animated series from the '90s. I know it's not the Kevin Conroy. Did they ever do those Mark for like Hamill? a 3D viewpoint or? I don't think they had the technology. Well, I mean, they had like the whole red blue overlapping image thing. Guess well, we maybe. have VR now, so yeah, <laughs> we, don't, we don't need goddamn viewfinders. <laughs> we don't need that. <laughs> like your phone can do it, man, with some cardboard. You're good. <laughs> yeah, like, we're way we're way past viewfinders. <laughs> I know, but we're talking about '90s toys. <laughs> That's true. Well, I think viewfinders were before the '90s because they had like the there was like kerchunk, kerchunk, <laughs> kerchunk. <laughs> And then you could never get the uh, the circle disc thing to sit in there quite right. Right, and so like, well, especially like if you if, if you didn't go all the way down and then all the way back up, it'd be like half in between. Well, and like it, you're trying to figure out what Scooby Doo's looking at. You're like, Scooby, what you doing, man? <laughs> the answer, of course, know. was he was looking at food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, uh, we should probably talk about this beer. Yeah, we had that one, didn't we? Well, I just drank it. Then he paid <laughs> Did attention you want to some it? more? <laughs> no, he still has some. Stealing some here. All right, Carlos, we're going to start with you, man. It's all right. I mean, it's, uh... <laughs> Do you want to recap real quick what the oh, yeah, we're right, drinking? Oh, yeah, all right, yeah. So we are drinking Harmonia from Lucette Brewing. Uh, let's see if they have something on their website. Dude, Harmonica's. Doing... Yeah, I really just put it's not called Harmonica. <laughs> Lucette, uh, let's look at their libations. I'm assuming that, all right, Harmonia... Harmonia IPA is bittered using four different hop varieties. Expect a strong malt backbone with a slight biscuit character, or with slight biscuit characters. Huge notes of citrus, pine, and grapefruit are predominant in the aroma. Moderately bitter with a clean finish. Uh, six and a half ABV. Uh, malt, two row pale, victory, and crystal 20. Assholes. Uh, hops, Amarillo, Centennial, Simcoe, and Chinook. Yeast is top fermenting American ale. Uh, bitterness, 50 IBU. So apparently Lucette Brewing Company is named after Paul Bunyan's sweetheart. I didn't even know that Paul Bunyan had a sweetheart. I didn't either. It was a blue ox. Uh, no, that's, that, that's, that's, babe. that's Babe. Oh. That was never and up he, would, he did not love his blue ox. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I, mean, I thought he was joking. Like, <laughs> I was like, trying to think about it. I'm like, shit. Maybe <laughs> he only talked about her that way. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this this is the, one of their new releases, so... Wait, do female oxes have horns, or is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, they do. Wait! Right. <laughs> Everybody, wait! They're just not typically as pronounced. All right. And then you never see them in pictures these days because most uh, cows get dehorned for uh, safety reasons. Yeah, but I, I'm pretty sure... But Babe the he, Blue Ox is a dude ox. I'm not debating that. Because there's the big there's the oxes. big blue blue ox in uh what fucking town is that? Uh in Minnesota. I know what Brainerd. you're talking about. Yeah. Brainerd. And it totally has junk. Brainerd? <laughs> Shit, I don't think I've ever been there. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was one in Wisconsin though. Like like an hour in somewhere. I thought it was Brainerd, it's Minnesota. Like giant, that had maybe it. it's just a giant fish. <laughs> <laughs> Could no, be it, was, it was great. I, I saw a gif online. This water buffalo is standing between two lions, and you know clearly he's bigger than the both of them, and trying to figure out how he's going to get away. And as soon as he looks at one, a lioness sneaks up behind him and bites him right in the balls. And as he, it's like you can tell he wants to run a, away, but that is too much pain and too much to sacrifice so he just kind of lays down and takes it <laughs> and gets eaten <laughs> so apparently babe the blue ox was knocked over in a storm this year oh, on august sucks. 4th is she okay <laughs> is she okay. gonna be okay? <laughs> her name is harmonia <laughs> well that's right there's a beer in front <laughs> <laughs> we should talk about that carlos <laughs> Carlos said he kind of likes it. This one's not as goldeny, I don't think. Yeah, it's not as goldeny tasting. <laughs> it doesn't have that apple taste to it. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's all right. It kind of has like a kind of has a little bit more hops in the taste than I was expecting, but it's it's all right, I guess. It's an IPA. That explains it, yes. <laughs> he just wasn't expecting it. That's. I'm sorry, we're talking about like Babe and Lisette. Like, I'm not going to remember what fucking beer we're drinking. We're drinking harmonica and yeah. <laughs> Miles? Uh, moderately bitter? Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I'd say it's moderately bitter. I don't, I don't get most of the rest of the piney resiny citrusy descriptors that it's throwing mm-hmm. out there. Uh, it does taste floral and a little bit uh, vegetal. And I don't know if there's a can date on this at all. Uh, I don't think so. I'm not seeing one anyways. Um, yeah, it just tastes like kind of got a little bit older, but I'm, I'm glad that they had the list of the hops that they used because with the way they were trying to describe it, I would have imagined a bigger citrus type yeah. bomb but that is clearly not the hops that they use to go for so you know with those hops you know they're talking like mild levels of those yeah. type of flavor descriptors and so for that reason it's it it's not as bad as i'm making it sound i guess it, it's a good drinkable beer but there's just no bang Peter. I'm not a huge fan of it, because I don't like bitter IPAs like this. Nobody. You guys probably think this isn't that bitter. It's but, not. But for me, it's just like, I don't like it at all. It's like the, the mellower hops that, there's just no dank to it. Yeah. No, I don't know. I just don't like this kind of IPA. Yeah, that's completely I mean, fine. It's just, if the if it wasn't as bitter, I guess, I don't know. I'd get more floral stuff, but. Um, My biggest complaint about, I wish, it, I wish they had dropped the crystal. <laughs> um, you and Eric. Well, there's there's that sweetness there that yeah. that you get from that that I just don't care for, and it doesn't really complement any of the hops or anything else in this beer. 
Um, but besides that, like it's it's your typical uh, like mid coast IPA. Yeah. Um, very bitter. Uh, like the hop, the hop uh, profile is muddled, and so you can't really pick out the distinct hops at all. Um, there's there's a little bit like that floral citrus, but well, I think the biscuity quality just makes it makes it taste thicker than it needs to. Because mm-hmm. with this kind of flavor profile, I would like it to be a little bit thinner to aid towards the drinkable flavor okay. that it yeah. has. Does I that make sense? That. Yeah. So I think this would be a good kind of flavor combo for a session. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if they dropped down the ABV, maybe, mm-hmm. and made it, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> if they could keep this body with that session, I would drink that session beer. Yeah, I would All too. day, every day. Like, all day. Every day. Yep. Uh, Carlos, give me a number. I, you know, this doesn't really have that much, like, original stuff going on flavor-wise. Like, it's just another IPA. That's So I'm just going to give it a six. Yep. For the most part, I'm going to agree with that statement. But I'll also say that it's kind of hard to stand out in the IPA, IPA oh, yeah, world because true. everyone has, like, five IPAs. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give it a six. There really is nothing special going on here. <laughs> it's going to do a six, too. I am also going to give it a six. There's uh, there's nothing special, but it's still a well-put-together beer. It and is. I find it, like, tremendously drinkable. Like, I bought the six. I'll drink the rest of them. Yeah. So it's it's not a problem. Uh-oh. We all gave it sixes. That's like some spooky devil shit now. Oh, that's one too shit. many sixes. There, there's four of us. Yeah, so it's like we did. It's like the devil extra. plus one, motherfucker. Yeah. Devil plus six. We went for we mm. went thirty three percent further than we had to. <laughs> yeah, that is that is how satanic this beer is. <laughs> Now the Department of Offense presents news with Casey. That's me. That was a little loud. <laughs> yeah, it was. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I had to take my headphones off. Oh, good thing I'm that? deaf. I, I figured out why. <laughs> why is that? Somebody had messed with my board. Somebody named Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I figured out. All right. Anyway. Sharks bit three different surfers Sunday in the span of a few hours at the same Florida beach, officials said. Volusia County lifeguards said the first incident involving a 43-year-old man happened around 10.43 a.m. local time uh, when he was surfing and was bit on the lower leg at New... I can't say this word. S-M-Y-M-A. Smima. Smima Beach. That is a terrible name for a beach. Smima or Smima? New Smima. We're going to Smima. He was then transported to the hospital. Less than 30 minutes later, a 36 year old man from Miami was bit on both hands while surfing and suffered significant lacerations. Uh, He was also taken to the hospital. The third attack took place around 1 p.m. when a 16 year old was surfing and bit on the inner thigh. Officials said he was not taken to the hospital. What? What? (laughs) I mean, he probably probably should have gone. If he's been on the fucking inner thigh, I mean, he's like, no insurance! Not going. Yeah, no, I'm good. I'll patch her up. Walgreens. <laughs> Put some gum in it. It'll be fine. I mean, there's kind of like, uh, there's there's some blood vessels in your inner thigh. What? No. No, it's like ambulance, right? Blood vessels, Bit sure. in the leg? No, I'll walk. There's an artery. I'll limp over there. It'll be fine. Um, but yeah, so lots of shark attacks in that one day. Motherfucking Florida. What the hell? I don't know, even the sharks are crazy. <laughs> I bet it was just one, and he's like, I'm going to show these fuckers. Think they can come in my ocean? Pretty Except much. I'm going to just 
solve this. Wife shark left me. It's a problem, and I'm going to solve it. You need yep. some weed, that shark. I'll show her yeah. who has no spine. <laughs> uh, there's a solid gold toilet located in a public restroom in NMIC. Um, the working public toilet, uh, which is a new exhibit called America at the Solomon <laughs> R. Guggenheim Museum what else in New would York be? City, was created by Italian artist Marizo uh, Catalan. Catalan intends uh, visitors to use the toilet just as they would any other facility in the building, the Guggenheim said on its blog. In a gallery environment where visitors are constantly being told, don't touch, this is an extraordinary opportunity to spend time completely alone with a work of art by a leading contemporary artist, the blog noted. Uh, the gold throne is located behind a nondescript bathroom door, which is surrounded by the usual accoutrements of a public toilet, including a matching steel toilet paper cover and... Uh, and seat cover dispenser. Did he design it with the uh, European design in mind, or is it like the American design? Because if it's European, it's probably going to clog with every other person who uses it. No, it's, it. it's an American design toilet. All right. Does it? Is We're there? A, is there a holster? High capacity. Does it have a holster on it? Why would the toilet have a holster? Because America. Well, I mean, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Uh, the value of the work was not given, uh, but Gothamist crunched the numbers and found that if the gold toilet weighed as much as typical as a typical commode, it would be between seventy and one hundred and twenty pounds, or worth between uh, one point four million and two point five million, given the current value of gold. It can't be solid gold. The gold toilet is open for business starting today. Dude, I gotta take it. Also, that's the kind of thing, thing where you steal it. Well, I mean, like. So it'll be a, like a nice, cool toilet seat, like, yeah. and I, I'm sure like it'll the heat will dissipate fairly quickly because, uh, gold or uh, gold is really it's a really good conductor. Yeah, gold is. Good. So I mean, you're never gonna have that like uncomfortable moment when you go into a public restroom and you sit down and the seat's warm. Well, it will be because there's going to be a line out the door to use the thing. Yeah, but you wait five minutes. You just go in there and you wait, but and then it'll be a nice, cool seat. Yeah. See how well that works for you. Be wow. like, we need to wait five minutes before anyone goes in. Yeah, uh, it would be a mutiny. And I mean, let's let's be honest here. If you're if you're going to use a gold toilet, you're not going to take a piss. You're going to take a shit. Oh. Like you're going to take a book reading shit on a gold toilet. Like you're going to bring your novel and you're just going to read the shit out of it. Hmm. Or maybe a magazine and read the articles, not just look at the pictures. Screw that. I'll come in with a fucking iPad and just search, you know, YouTube. No, no, man. This is this is a this like An a cla- intellectual. A, yeah, like a classy toilet like this. You got You got to bring like some paper. <clears throat> bring a pipe. Have some classical know? music playing. Yeah. <laughs> like it's it's a once in a lifetime relaxing experience. Probably the best shit of your life. Read up on the stock. Yeah, you go market. hit Chipotle beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus bring your Chipotle. All right. Away. Anything else in the news? Beneath the gilded spires and medieval cobblestone streets of Bruges, the lifeblood of Belgium now flows at more than 1,000 gallons an hour. The uh, The turn of a tap on Friday propelled the Belgian city into the future and sent its citizens to the bar. As dignitaries and uh, drinkers celebrated a momentous innovation, the world's first beer pipeline. The two-mile pipeline, visible in one spot through a transparent manhole cover cut into the cobblestone, carries beer from one one of the country's oldest still-operating breweries in the center of Bruges to a bottling plant on its outskirts. 
The project cost about 4 million euros, or 4.5 million dollars, uh, but the brewery discovered an innovative way to raise funds. Promised donors free beer for life. As far as we know, this is the first time ever that such a thing has been done. Xavier Veneste, the director of Del Half Mon, or The Half Moon, a brewery, uh, said in an interview, It's an old product, but an innovative project. Uh, Bruges, a medieval city in a uh, World Heritage Site, is a warren of narrow streets made congested by the nearly two million tourists who visit annually. Yeah, I saw the movie with Colin Farrell. <laughs> Mr. Vanesta uh, said the influx of visitors has made transporting the brew daily on tanker trucks tedious and expensive and risk forcing the 500-year-old brewery out of its home. We wanted to avoid running uh, big expensive tanker trucks back and forth transporting our beer. So we constructed a direct pipeline from the brewery to the bottle room. The last truck visited the brewery on Thursday. By Friday, over 1,000 gallons, or 12,000 bottles, uh, began flowing through the pipeline per hour. The brewery plans to operate the pipeline 24 hours a day. If a beer pipeline sounds like a fantasy boys, or fraternity boys fantasy, or as the European news media has dubbed it, a pipe dream, uh, Mr. Vanesta said the idea was rooted in the city's existing infrastructure. We got the idea from looking at other life provisions that run through pipes. Water pipes, electricity pipes, cable distribution, etc. So why wouldn't that be possible for beer? One potential obstacle was that the city had never previously permitted a private company to run some pipes beneath the street. Another was cost. The mayor of Bruges, Renat Landut, uh, though initially skeptical, skeptical, warmed to the idea and approved the brewery's plan. It was so important to find that solution for our mobility problem because we want to work in a modern way from time to time. We need to let trucks enter the historical city. Funding, however, was a different matter. Um, so, Mr. Vanesta turned to another innovation his ancestors, who began operating the brewery in 1856, could never have dreamed of, the internet. More than 500 people contributed to an online crowdsourcing campaign that helped raise money needed to lay the pipe. Backers are rewarded with free beer for life in proportion to their contribution. So some are getting a free six-pack on their birthday, and others are getting a free bottle every day. Jesus. For the rest of their lives. Oh, I was thinking that, uh, you know, the way to solve that so you don't lose as much money is just to give them such an excessive amount of beer at the start that they, that die. they die. And then you don't have to worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> I don't do it. I wonder right. if that carries over. Like, if you don't drink one day, the next day you get two for free. I don't know. Well, I guess I'm, I'm assuming it's like a punch card <clears throat> for like 352 beers. Fair enough. Like, well, I mean, not like 352 beers. <laughs> well, that's how many days are in the year. So, <laughs> yeah, and you get a new one every year. On no, your no, birthday. 352. Yeah. 252, that's, man. 365. Right? 365. Right? God damn it! Where did I get 352? <laughs> I've been drinking too much today. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you have two in front of you? Yep. That is my problem. Also, 366 on leap year. Yeah, leap years don't count. Yeah, you just average out to 365. No, we average out to 352 and we're going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new year, guys. Even Caesar knew better than that. <laughs> Jeez. Where the fuck did 352 come from? <laughs> oh, 300 day, or 365 days in the 52 weeks. And then in my brain, <laughs> we just combined them. <laughs> it's all the same. All right. Well, at least we figured out how my brain works. But now, yeah, no, if you have a beer pipeline, like, how do you clean something like that? 
You just never let just, it go empty. You run. Yeah, I mean, if, if you run through. it constantly, it's it's not going to be a problem. But if you do let it uh, stop, even for a little bit, the bacteria growth is going to be insane. Yeah. You run sanitation through, probably recycle it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well. Uh, it would be daunting. I, technically, it's doable. I mean, just well, and here's the here's the here's the real pipes. question. You can't like what? How do you transition between beers? So if this brewery is doing more than one type of beer, you run something through in between. Well, I imagine that with oh, like a sanitation solution or something. something yeah, or just water, <laughs> hot water or something. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I'd imagine that if they were going to do a pipeline, they'd probably limit it to one beer. Like that. that yeah, be- I I guess that. But I mean, I guess I'm thinking American breweries. I have no idea. Maybe they only make one beer. It, it's entirely um, possible. It would make the most sense. Uh, you know, it'd be their staple. Yeah. You're clearly the one where they're willing to, you know, I guess, pump out a thousand gallons an hour. Which is, I mean, that's an insane hour. amount. Like, if they're, if they're, like, their brewing capacity is up there, like, Jesus. All right. Um, yeah, if you can legitimately just literally make that much beer consistently, oh, that is I can't impressive. read any of the words on this website. There we go. No, come on. Go to the English one. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Uh, brewery beers. Oh, uh, beers plural. So they have more than one. Okay. Uh, oh, they have two. <laughs> Is it like it and it light? Oh, no. Hang on. No, you have to go to different websites to find out about their beer. Oh, this Jesus. is just a whole. Oh, no, no. They literally just have two beers. Okay. They have the blonde and a double. Well, it's not a bad combo. No, no, not at all. But okay. That makes more sense. If they only have a couple of beers, then. The transition isn't like, but I'm thinking like somebody like Rush River, who has their their staples is they're at like six now for staple beers that they do, yep. and if they had some sort of pipeline. Well, I I guess and not just that, but I mean when you originally started the story, I'm imagining like pipeline, you know, three foot pipe with just beer going mm-hmm. through. They're probably, I mean, you're probably talking pipe. Yeah. So if you were switching between beers, you'd get a little bit of a mix if you were to just stop. Yeah, but you're still doing a thousand gallons an hour. Like that is just I, no, it's it's absolutely insane. I'm just saying, switching in between beers wouldn't be as complicated. and well, you can't introduce any oxygen though. Yeah, but couldn't you like uh, choose a midway well, point between the two uh, locations and like just tap a hole in it, like take a straw? Oh yeah, no, that's like that's that's what I'm thinking. Like uh, you see those pictures of like. Uh, kids in New York who've opened up like a fire hydrant and it's spraying out on the street. <laughs> Thinking the same thing with beer and everyone's just there with mugs. <laughs> Pressure has dropped. We better check the one and a half miles of. Pipe and you just that we like you, you just see like you just follow the li- the line of drunkards laying in the street soaked in beer. And <laughs> to keep them relatively healthy, right? Okay, um, one last story. Uh, France just found a new way to reduce pollution. With a controversial new measure, France just became the first country to ban the use of plastic cups, plates, and cutlery. In addition to cutting plastic dishware, the ban will also affect coffee vending machines, which will no longer use plastic cups. Instead, producers will have to ensure that disposable dishes sold in France are made of biologically sourced materials that can be composted. Wait, is that talking about, like, only disposable stuff or, like, even, like, non-disposable plastic cups? Uh, only disposable, I All believe. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm I'm pretty sure, like, you'd still be able to buy a plastic cup. But like, maybe not. Because I like having a plastic cup to drink water out or well, stuff Well, good thing out. you don't live in France. I guess. Because America will never do that. 
Well, that's we like plastic too much. We only say that we care about the environment, and then we just yeah. work on it's destroying not even it. That we rely on it. We just decide we like it too we, much. We do. That is, it. Plastic is pretty much our favorite. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. I work at a plastics factory. I can vouch for this. <laughs> Uh, the new measure took effect last month, and the country will have until 2020 to comply. Uh, it follows a countrywide ban on plastic bags, which went into effect in July of this year. Ecologists wanted the ban to take effect as early as 2017, but it was postponed due to criticism that said the measure was antisocial and hurt families that struggle financially and use disposable tableware frequently. Opponents argue that the ban violates European Union, U- Union rules on free movement of goods, Pack2Go Europe, a Brussels-based organization that represents European European packaging manufacturers, is urging the European Commission to take legal action. So not everybody's happy about this. Well, anybody who profits off plastic is going to be clearly just pissed. Right? Um, I don't know. I, I kind of support the concept. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in theory, it, it makes sense, but it makes barbecues just one hell of a lot know, harder. Good on them for getting rid of plastic bags. Mm. I agree. Well, mm-hmm. I'm also interested. They're they're. But they make such good like little garbage bags. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> That's because you just part of the thro- you throw it in and it sits there. No, idea, but like in the there. in like for like the small garbage cans, you know, yeah. you put them in there, like they're, use them as yeah. garbage bags. They're also working on uh, uh, bacteria that eats plastic. It's just that seems terrifying. That is a bad idea. And then you release it out that. in the world, and it just eats all the plastic. Yeah, right? it eats all of my plastic. Well, no, the problem. It's a good thing I have a wooden desk. It does it really, really slowly. Do I? It's not very fast at doing it. But I don't know. I'm I'm pro plastic eating bacteria. I'm anti plastic eating bacteria because the next thing they're gonna do is well, does it break the plastic down to eating until bacteria even and lot more screwed. unhealthy no, I mean, I, chemicals? I, I guess it's, it's a, you got me scared. You got me all scared. It's a fungus. It's like a mushroom. oh well. See, you no, said bacteria. No, no, you're, you're right. I and now it's a fungus that is worse. It'll get my lungs and kill me. We'll all get plastic lung. We will all get plastic, plastic lung. lung. Like the poor children who live in the fa- in the plastic mines get the plastic mines. I think they did say that That's the mushrooms are edible. They're just not very good. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't matter. The spores will get in your lungs and they'll grow and you'll die. I don't like well, it. Well, I don't just think it, like GMOs. It quite work like that, Casey. I don't think it start actually growing mushrooms in your lungs. That's exactly how it works. I don't think so. Prove me wrong. <laughs> I know that there's 352 days in a year. <laughs> 24 weeks. <laughs> it actually sounds about right. No, I'm trying to think about it. Closer to 45. <laughs> and there's 13 days in a week. Uh, yeah. That's odd. Like, what did you do? Did you take 20 and subtract 7 to get that one? Did you ever see the, No, uh, I didn't do any math. Did you ever see the uh, proposition for 30-day months? That is a really good idea because I can never remember if they have thirty or thirty-one days. No, 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 no. Twenty-eight, twenty-eight day months. Well, no. No, 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 no. It's got to be thirty. <laughs> no, the the proposition is twenty-eight day months because then every day in a month would be on the same day of a week. So it's like every but month no, would be but that four changes. Months. That would no, that suck. changes how the year's length because then what they do is New Year. And every fourth year leap year is just an extra day in between the normal months. That's so new, new Year's an extra day, like just don't. a magic extra day. Yes. Set your timer. It's not. It's not Monday through nope. Sunday. Nope. It's 
Glurb Day. It's Glurb Day. It would be the last day of December. I want it to be Glurb Day. Day. Like, what day is it? I don't know. Nobody knows what day it is until tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to (laughs) do? Speaking of the days of the week, they're really goddamn boringly named. (laughs) Just, no. Well, I don't know. Wednesday is named after Odin. I know, but like I was reading uh, Patrick Rothfuss's uh, There's a books, ballad for that guy. And, and Friday is named after My Girl Friday. Is it really? Yeah. I thought it was after that movie. I feel like you're lying to me. <laughs> I thought it was after the Friday song. Well, I'm pretty sure Fridays have existed long before this. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't alive then. I can't, I can't vouch for anything for sure. I know, like the number one comedic detective movie, right? It's got to be based after that. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Alright, uh, we should talk about our discussion topic today on that delightful We, ha- we note. have one? Yeah, uh, we're going to talk about democratic voting systems. That's right, we're going to get super serious right <laughs> now. Really getting into the exciting sh- stuff at the one hour mark. Well, no, Trump is. No, because I didn't want to do that. Well, like, that's what's going to happen. <laughs> no, so here's, here's the problem that I've been running into lately is when I'm looking for news stories and stuff like that, it's all political garbage about... Trump sucks, Hillary's the worst, like, there's nothing actually substantial there that we can talk about. And then I was like, well, wait a second. We use this ridiculous thing called the Electoral College, yep. which is silly. But maybe it's the best thing out there. And so I started looking into different, like, voting systems that people use, that they use, and there's not a lot of whole, there's not a lot of good options out there, especially for the size of our country. You know, besides maybe just straight up popular vote? Popular vote uh, doesn't necessarily work because you have to take into account the minority populations. And, like, if you're doing popular vote by a state-by-state basis, then you run into issues of, Oh, no, do not do it by a state-by-state basis. That's insane. Do a total number of vote basis. Because, like, we have, like, not only is the electoral, like, I'm sure, I don't know if you have, like, like the electoral co- uh, college how, as it is, but, like, also, each, there's voting districts. Yeah, so, well, we're, all right, so, we're, what we're, what, right now, um, we're talking about, like, plurality majority systems, and the principle of pr- plurality majority systems is simple. After votes have been cast and totaled, those candidates or parties with the most votes are declared winners. Um, there may be additional conditions as well. And what we use in the U.S. is uh, first past the post is what it's called. Yep. Uh, the first past the post system is the simplest form of plurality majority using a simple using uh, single member districts in candidate centered voting. The voter is presented with names of the nominated candidates and votes by choosing one and only one of them. The winning candidate is simply the person who wins the most votes. So the issue we run into with electoral college is that we're using this, but there's a there's a step before that that decides, like, basically which district is doing what. And so districts can win, or can, like, because there's only, like, a set number of votes mm-hmm. instead of using popular vote. And so if you have highly dense, or more dense populated areas, those popular votes can be different than the electoral college vote. And they can change those uh, districts around if they want to. Yeah, that's called gerrymandering, and that is bad. That is All right, so advantages of this system. It provides a clear-cut choice for voters uh, between two main parties, um, gives rise to single-party governments, uh, gives rise to a coherent opposition in the legislature, 
um, excludes extremist parties, which is a very good thing, promotes a link between uh, constituents and their representatives, allows voters to choose between people rather than just between parties, uh, gives a chance for popular independent candidates to be elected, uh, and it's simple to use and understand. Like, for the most part, we all kind of understand how voting in this country works. Yeah. You go and you vote and it doesn't mean anything. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, disadvantages uh, is it excludes smaller parties from fair representation. Third parties in this country have no chance like, no. because we use this system. Um, it excludes minorities from fair representation. Uh, excludes women from the legislature. Uh, the most broadly acceptable candidate syndrome uh, prevents women from being selected as candidates in male-dominated party structures. And that's slowly changing. Uh, but right now we're still in a male-dominated party structure. Uh, can encourage the development of political parties based on clan, ethnicity, or region, which have a tendency to exclude or be hostile towards others. Uh, exaggerates the phenomenon of regional fiefdoms, where one party wins all the seats uh, in a province or area. Uh, we're looking at you, Dixiecrats. <laughs> Um, let's see. Leaves a large number of wasted votes, which do not go towards the election of any candidate, which is one of our biggest complaints here, where we yeah, can that go vote sucks, and man. it doesn't mean anything, right? It's <laughs> Just, pretty shitty. Um, can cause voting, or can cause vote splitting, where two similar parties or candidates complete, or compete under FPTP, uh, and the vote of their potential supporters is often split between them, thus allowing a less popular party or candidate to win the seat. Mm -hmm. um, and it may be unresponsive to changes in public opinion. Um, and then they're dependent on the drawing of electoral boundaries. And all of the boundaries have political consequences. And there's no technical process to produce a single correct answer independently of political or other considerations. Uh, and then there may, there may also be pressure to manipulate the boundaries by gerrymandering or uh, malapportionment. So basically... Like, well, I'm not winning enough, so let's just redraw these county lines real quick. Yep. Gerrymandering uh, can be done so poorly that you can actually turn the advantage from someone who's less popular in an area to the winner. Yeah. It oh, is. yeah, no, gerrymandering, it, it's ridiculous how how powerful it is. It, it really is. Um, and it's kind of hard to imagine, but uh, I've seen, you know, even just simple diagrams that show you can take some you know a 60 40 place and have the 40 percent be the winner yeah if you split it up right um then you have the block vote uh the block vote is simply is simply the use of plurality voting in multi-member districts voters have as many votes as they are as there are seats to be filled in their district and are usually free to vote for individual candidates regardless of party affiliation so this really wouldn't work for presidential uh, but if you have multiple, like, Congress seats, then you could use this. Um, and this allows voters to uh, vote for individual candidates instead of a party. Increases the role of parties uh, compared to the FPTP. Um, and then the disadvantage is it can have unpredictable and often undesirable impacts on the election outcomes. For example, when voters cast all their votes... Uh, for the candidates of a single party, the system tends to exaggerate the most uh, most of the disadvantages of FPTP. So what is the uh, system where you uh, take your candidates, you put them in a cannon, and then you fire them into the sun? <laughs> See which one does Anarchy. better? Anarchy. Anarchy is that one. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, that one's all. No, whoever whoever reaches the sun first wins. No, one. no. See, the problem is, is, I personally think that sounds like a better alternative to what we have now. Right. Uh, yeah. No. F, like the the system that we have now, like it it doesn't. It's not great. Um, and so they're like, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna skip a few of these because they're like. So the party block vote is pretty much the same as the block, uh, except instead of choosing individuals, you choose the party. Um, and then the alternative block is just a whole thing. We won't even talk about that. Well, the thing is, like, this are, this is a country that's been founded on stuff that people did, like, hundreds of years ago. And there's a lot of things that they thought and did back then that really wasn't very good at all. <laughs> well, I mean... I, I guess a lot of the problems is, and correct me if I'm wrong, for our system, it was originally designed to be a three-party system... And that in the presence of just a two-party system, it actually does create a very strict dichotomy. Or it's the breeding ground for. Well, I mean, you, the, a third-party system like, doesn't really have a chance because we're using the, the FPTP. Like the, the uh, first-past-the-post. Because a third-party, like, it's very rare for them to get... Like they have to be incredibly powerful and popular. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot more. Res- actually, there's a lot more restrictions on third parties to get, and then uh, any uh, like first party people to get. Uh, well, I mean, my point is like they're making it. The that, they're making it harder that way now because it is predominantly two party. And I guess my point is, is uh, I would agree, or is that it only works if all three parties are. On equal foot. On equal foot. If you have a failed third party, that actually makes it worse mm-hmm. than if it was just explicitly two parties yeah. or three. So there's there's an there's one last one in like the pop or the uh, the major or the plurality majority system, um, and that's the alternative block vote. And then they're usually held in a single in single member districts like the FPTP elections, like what we have. However, uh, alternative vote gives voters considerably more options uh, when marking their ballot paper. Rather than simply indicating their favored candidate, under AV, electors rank the candidates in order of their first choice by marking one for their favorite, and then their second choice, third choice, and so on. So they do like one, two, three. They rank the candidates in the order that they want them. Um, the system uh, thus enables voters to express their preferences between candidates rather than simply their first choice. For this reason, it's often known as preferential voting. That's a terrible system. I'm just, I just gotta say, because I can't even do that with, like, ten songs. I can't choose ten songs and rate them by ten. These are people who will run your country. Yeah, a little bit more I, important than songs. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying that I can't fucking do it with songs. What makes you think I can do it with people who yeah, are but important? Yeah, but it gives you more, like... Then you can, like, if there's, say there's four candidates on the ballot, because there will always be more than two at this point, you can rank them. And so you can, like, so, I mean, you're giving them a rank. Um, a, all right. A candidate who has won the absolute majority of votes, 50% plus one, uh, is immediately elected. However, if no candidate has an absolute majority, under AV, the candidate with the lowest number of first preferences is eliminated from the count and his or her ballots are examined for their second preference. Each ballot is then transferred to whichever remaining candidate has the highest preference in order as marked on the ballot paper. This process is repeated until one candidate has an absolute majority. Yeah, I've, I've heard about this one. Um, I, I don't suppose you listen to CGP Grey 
on YouTube, do you? Uh, he has a video talking about this exact um, voting system and his... Um, he, he believes it would be an infinitely better than this alternative uh, because not only does it take into account people's other preferences instead of just the one, um, it lends towards even if you don't get the person you initially wanted, you might get your second you have favorite. a significantly higher chance of ending up with someone that you still wanted. Right. Well, and like this is why... so. A few of the advantages of this one is it. this system promotes centrist politics as it compels candidates to seek out not only the votes of their own supporters, but also the second preference of others. Yeah, because you could flop them around. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, you're, you're, you're not just looking for people to put you as their number one, but also their number two pick. So, like, yeah, there's a bunch of people who like person A, but they're like, well, I mean, if I, if I had to get stuck with somebody... This guy's not half bad. Yeah, and you go on a campaign like, hey, these guys suck. At least I'm not going to suck like that. You know? Exactly. So, and, and it gives you more options. Um, and it also enables supporters of candidates who have little hope of being elected to influence via their second and later preferences the election of a major candidate. Yep. So uh, we could possibly get um, somebody like Gary Johnson or somebody actually on the ballot. Yeah. And, and they'd have a chance. A significantly, statistically significantly small number of people will end up being overly disappointed with who ends up getting yep. elected. Yeah, and then there's also the two-round system, which seems like a lot of fucking work, because basically the election takes place in two rounds, and the first the first one is a single-round, like, plurality-majority plurality election. Um, basically, like, your popular vote, or they'll use FPTP. And that ch basically chooses who's going to be the the elected official, which is kind of like what we do now with, uh, if, if you look at um, how the two parties have, like, they you, you have your, like, the caucuses yep. uh, that don't actually mean anything. I don't know why people go and vote in those. But it's really important that you vote. In the caucus? And people get mad when you don't. Yeah, but it doesn't make any sense because... It's legitimately meaningless. It has absolutely yeah, no meaning. Yeah, it has no the... meaning on anything. It is, yeah. Um, and then you get into proportional representation, which might be the better way to go with how big we are. Yeah, like 350 um, million people. Yeah. So the rational underpinning of all PR systems is to consciously reduce the disparity between a party's share of the national vote and its share of the parliamentary uh, seats. If a major party wins 40% of the votes, it should win approximately 40% of the seats. And a minor party with 10% of the vote should also gain 10% of legislative seats. This congruity between a party's share of the vote and its share of the seats provides an incentive for all parties to support and participate in the system. Um, I believe this is what England does with their parliament. Yeah. I believe this is, this is the, like, how, how England runs their parliament. Uh, and basically, this faithfully translates votes cast into seats one, and thus avoids some of the more destabilizing and unfair results thrown up by plurality majority. Uh, but it also can like create coalition governments, which in turn uh, leads to legislative gridlock and consequent inability to carry out coherent policies. Oh, joy. So, I mean, eh, well, we kind of have that now, too. Like, we can't get <laughs> shit done. Well, it's because we end up in a... Uh it's not even always people voting for Republican. They'll just legitimately vote against Democrats. See, yeah. that's why I just want to put, like, an artificial intelligence in charge and just hope it's benevol <laughs> benevolent. 
Just like hope that won't kill us all, and just like go with that. All right. Um, Problem so solved. There's 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 two there's two types of systems under this. There's the list PR, which basically you make a list of the candidates and you vote for one list or the other. That's it. Um, then there's one here that gets really weird and really fucking complicated, and it's called the single transferable vote. Okay. And I, I was reading this, and I was I was completely enthralled by it because it. I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna read this description. Try to pay pay attention as we go along. Which page and, is this? Uh, this is page. I, I hang on. Uh, six. Page okay. six of nine. <laughs> should, should, should I Snapchat that zoom in? <laughs> I should ask Carlos first. If you guys aren't following us on the uh, BNS Snapchat, I highly okay. recommend it. I During will. shows, uh, we snap. <laughs> Just crazy things. Carlos he said no. He displeased said no. through a microphone. <laughs> I won't send it to anyone except uh, It is uh, BNS official on Snapchat. BNS underscore official. All right. So the single transferable vote. STV uses multi-member districts and voters rank candidates in order of preference on the ballot paper in the same manner as under the alternative vote system. In most cases, this preference uh, marking is optional, and the voters are not required to rank order all the candidates. If they wish, they can mark only one. After the total number of first preference votes are tallied, the count then begins by establishing the quota of votes required for the election of a single candidate. The quota used is normally the droop quota, calculated by the simple formula of quota is equal to votes divided by seats plus one plus one. So basically, you need the number of votes divided by the number of seats plus one, and then one more vote on top of that. It's a type of majority. Yes. Uh, the result is determined through a series of counts. At the first count, the total number of first preference votes for each candidate is ascertained. Any candidate who has the number of uh, first preferences greater than or equal to the quota is immediately elected. In the second and sub- subsequent counts, the surplus of votes of elected candidates, i.e. those votes above the quota, are redistributed according to the second preferences on the ballot papers. For fairness, uh, all the candidates' ballot papers can be redistributed, but each at a fractional percentage of one vote, so that the total number of redistributed votes equals the candidate's surplus. If the candidate had 100 votes, for example, and their surplus was 5 votes, then each ballot paper would be redistributed accordingly, its second preference at a value of 1 20th of a vote. This is getting unnecessary. Like, it's super fucking complicated. Uh, if yeah, I lost track, you guys, like, after, like, the second sentence. And so I'm, basically, not, I'm not even on my phone. <laughs> I know. All right. So, basically... <laughs> I've been you, Snapchatting. <laughs> you're, 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 you're at the ballot box, and you have, you have like, four candidates on the ballot. And you've, you want, you want uh, Steve as, as your favorite, and then Bruce is your second favorite. So, you put, you put one Steve, two Bruce. And nobody cares about John or Carrie. And so you don't even mark them. But then they're, they're, they're tallying up the votes. And it turns out that Bruce doesn't have the, the majority needed. The quota. Or the, right, no, Steve doesn't have the quota that you needed. So then they, go, look, they, look, they look at Bruce's votes, and he has it over five. Or, so he had 100 votes. Uh, and that and it went over the quota by five. So then he gets one twentieth of all of those votes. If I'm understanding this correctly, I don't think so. But okay, it doesn't no. mean you're at, you're not very far off. Hang on, all right. After the after any count, if no candidate has a surplus of votes over the quota, the candidate with the lowest. All right, hang on. We're gonna figure this out. 
for fairness, all candidates' ballot papers can be redistributed by each at a fractional percentage of one vote. So that total redistributed vote equals the candidate's surplus. If a candidate has 100 votes, for example, their surplus was five votes, then each ballot paper would be redistributed accordingly to its second preference of one twentieth of a vote. Who's deciding who redistributes? I don't understand this. The biggest disadvantage of this system? Too fucking complicated. <laughs> Nobody understands it. I know, it. right? So I think what I'm coming away from this is I'm going to change my opinion to having artificial intelligence in charge, but let's just not care whether it's benevolent or not. Like, it could be evil. It just It's not going to be worse. Let's just elect a giant um, jellyfish. Yeah, and then there's, there's, there's a few systems who use, uh, like, a combination of... The uh, the distributed, uh, what, what hang on, what did I call this? Uh, proportional representation and the plurality system. There's a few mixed ones where they use them, and neither of those are great because once you start mixing them, you you up the complication. Yeah. Um, and then there's there's the single non-transferable vote, which <laughs> is even more complicated than the transferable vote. So we won't even talk about that because. I don't understand it. No, I mean, at this point, it usually helps to have... Uh, I need flowcharts. Graphics. Yeah. Well, graphics. We just, examples. We just gotta do it the old way. Everybody just rips a piece of paper off, send it in, and then we'll go through them. So you just want to do a pure popular vote? Yeah. You don't see a problem send in with a that at all. a piece of paper. No, dude. That Montana literally gets no say. <laughs> the way it's meant to be. Yeah, but that would, <laughs> that would mean they're, like, agreeing to each other, like, all right, we're Montana together as a vote. But no, each of them is a person, a yes or no person. Yeah, I know, but so the, the problem with a purely popular vote is you have large districts of people who... Who, where their votes don't matter. So basically, what you're saying is the urban uh, population. You're saying that their votes matter right now? They wait, do. wait, wait. People tell me that votes matter. Okay, then I need to get out there and vote. No, so so right now, the way the, the way the Electoral College works is each district votes for what their electoral vote will be. Even though they don't necessarily have to end up being that way. Well, they, they, they do. And that... They they should be. They should. All right. Be. In, a, in a perfect world, that's that's how it would work. So it in, usually in, does. I'll give you that, yes. but not always. Yes. Yeah. So right right now, the the way the way it works is the popular vote determines the electoral vote of of your area. So say say there's there's a hundred people in 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 one district. Those uh, fifty one of those people vote for candidate A. So candidate A gets the vote from that district. And so that's a single vote. And then there's like so every so every every district gets a set number of votes and like that's that's how that's how the electoral college works. Based off of population. Based off of population. Hmm. So technically in that first election then, the guy who got the fifty one votes, the people who had the forty nine percent votes their, their votes, votes don't matter. So yeah. So we already have. So already, their votes don't matter. Yes, but they wouldn't matter anyway. Except you know, using the system, it does matter because they might still win. It's just weird. It clumps them all. Yeah. Yeah, but when you're when when you're when you're looking at 
millions and millions of votes, the the logistical challenges of collecting all those and calculating them, especially with no... Well, how uh, do they do it now? Well, especially in the U.S., there's no voting standard for no. how, how to collect and process votes. There's, there's places using electronic voting. There's places using CHAD. There's or chads. There's people using like just punch cards. There's people just writing shit down. Like there's so many different ways to take votes in this country that we would need a massive overhaul of our entire voting spectrum or uh, voting. Uh, Which system. we kind of already need already. Oh yeah, no, because electoral college, because of all the gerrymandering and stuff that has happened in the past and is still happening. Yeah. It's it's just a it's it's a fucking mess. Although good luck getting anything passed. Well, yeah, mm. because the people in power want to stay in power. That's how it works. Mm-hmm. So basically, what I'm saying is those Colorado militiamen who took over the thing—they were idiots, but uh, they were right, hundred <laughs> percent right. <laughs> but they were wrong to do what they did. They did it wrong. <laughs> And I don't think they actually knew what they were fighting about. So, you know, yeah, no, actually, they were just straight up wrong. Fuck them. Uh, but no, we, we need, there's, and th- the problem is there's no right answer. There's there's not an existing system that would fit our dynamic, our, our dynamic, our, our population density, and the, the, just the vast differences in our population. Like, you state to state, the culture is different. Very much so. Like we have, we have vast cultural differences in this country that really no other uh, country in the in the world has because we just cover such a vast area. So I mean, you you look at like parliamentary procedures in Australia or, uh, like even like Great Britain, and they don't they don't run into these issues because. They just don't. All, have all the, the all population centers are so concentrated, discreet. Yep. I don't know, but so, we do need something different. Oh yeah, no, one hundred percent. It's just ridiculous. Yeah, but like nothing will get passed. So I think that's more likely that my uh, artificial intelligence is going. No, come Carlos, to your pass. artificial intelligence is not going. I mean, unless you like war games that shit and put Whopper in charge. Oh no, I'm saying <laughs> that he just wants to play a game and nuke everybody. Are you talking about Trump? No, <laughs> are we talking about Trump now? I think that the singularity is just going to come by and then like it won't matter because we'll all be killed off we'll by all be our dead. robot overlords. Right? Yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think? Like, what if if you had to choose a voting system, like an existing one, would you would like does something in the, like the the majority system work, or do you think that we would be better off using something where it's proportional representation? Like, we could use the we could like the thing is like the electoral system would be work if we actually fixed it, but it's literally it's pretty much impossible to do. With this nation as it is to fix that, we, we would have to redesign or re redefine district lines. But how how do you how do you redefine them? No, the the problem. Do you is, do is it that... by population? Do you do it by geography? Honestly, I'd probably just break it down to states. Because like the thing is, here's a, already like the the world's not as big as it, it is used broken to be. down by state. No, I mean like, but like how they have like districts within them. Already, like, and all all that stuff. But I'm just saying. So you just make each state one district. Yeah. But the reason. And would, have- so how how do you how do you do, how do you uh, figure out the votes for each district then? 
is that based off population? Or does each state get one vote? Landmass. So oh, no, they do not each get one. So vote. so Alaska gets the same vote as California. No, they do not. Maybe Alaska doesn't get a vote at all. Dude, just give them a scale, and they they they're somewhere on this scale. I don't know which numbers. So the but the they're fat, on it. The, like, <laughs> so like it's it's just it's just based off of calculative and it weight. It takes this average of, uh, of all or everything on the scale of everybody. Not like a weight scale, like a. Oh yeah, yeah, like a scale of justice. Like a, the line's here and it's moving back and forth as people are voting, and then it settles in somewhere on whatever number, and then it's they're all put on top of each other. Oh, that makes wherever me the up. average is. There's, so wait, right wait, what, there. what, what, what is the scale That's measuring? What we want. <laughs> Actually, that that makes me think of there's percentage, a uh, I guess. Of it could what? Be, it could be just um, a percentage of what? Like, yeah, it measures a percentage. Uh, of the, uh, zero to whatever, or zero to of, whatever. No, but of what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to come up with the system first. So here, the, uh, that makes me we think haven't of, gotten uh, how, there yet. Uh, We're rebuilding. Uh, the Crack Podcast <laughs> had talked about this before, like how there was uh, some people had come up with this uh, system of uh, basically having everybody like, like, like everybody would like make their choices and like would take their choices. And uh, basically, they won a horse race. Like they got all. They got like the. I can't remember what the big thing is. The big deal. If you get like the first four or five, the if you get all those horses in a row, like you win really big. And like they used the system where like everybody basically mounted to like they had a hockey puck, basically on the middle of the screen, a computer screen, and they start it, and everybody like drags it towards like what they like the uh, horse that they, for example, that they thought would come in first place, or would be, that would be most likely coming first. And basically, out of all these options, like it, like they, it would just manage to slowly go toward like a ho- a certain horse, and people could like Horses. change. People could change their opinions in real time and adjust like where that uh, puck the uh, puck was going. So you'd and, be like, "Oh, we're voting this way. No, oh, back it up." Guys. So I'm just imagining, like, and just I'm just like, I'm not saying I'm that president. I'm, no, I'm not. No, I'm, I'm just, president. I'm, no, I'm not. I'm president. No, I'm not saying this system would work. But I'm just saying, like, like that, like just using this massive. Like all the, these, like uh, this whole group making this decision together. Well, that, like that. well, that that seems more like proportional. Uh, it would end representation up being than, proportional. Yeah, right? it would be pro- proportional representation. But it, that involves people having to actually think about what they're doing, and not just going Trump, Trump, Trump all the way. Yeah, but then Trump won't get any votes. Like if people think about it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's or even more frightening. People will think about it, and he'll still get votes. You think that's not happening right now? Yeah, it is. God damn you, Sean Hannity. And Rush Limbaugh. And all of you fuckers. <laughs> I do have to say, this is, uh, like, at work, uh, Fox News is on TV. Like, just how, like, before, like, uh, Trump was in the lead, like, they were, like, they were still making uh, fun of him, and, like, uh... Like yeah, but now put, like they're trying to now, not now, split the, the party. Yeah, like now, we talked about. And now they're uh, <laughs> now they're super on his side. Yeah, no. One of the cons of this system is it's really easy to split the party, and I feel like, like, I don't know that that's that's definitely what happened with uh, the Democratic Party this election is they split the party between Bernie and Hillary. Yeah, and there's no way to bring that back. First of all, the young people aren't going to go out to vote now because they don't have Bernie. Nope. Uh, and they they're mad at Hillary because well, nobody understands what the burning. fuck a super delegate is. I still don't understand what that is. I don't either. Like, is it a delegate with a cape? 
<laughs> and there's a lot of things like how like the person in charge of the Democratic Party they had like they had like were obviously favoring Hillary and like were behind the scenes like making uh, uh, Bernie look worse. And, yeah. Oh. I mean, don't get me wrong. I wasn't. I like the, yeah, they got like the, I didn't like Bernie's policies at all. Yeah. Like he was he was far too left for me. Um, and I mean, Hillary's the more moderate one, but she's done some sneaky shit. Yeah. I, and I don't like irresponsible shit. Yeah, like there was a thing where she didn't even order her own Chipotle. Oh, dude, <sighs> who doesn't even fucking order their own Chipotle? She's lost touch with humanity. <laughs> she doesn't have the app. She doesn't have the app. I don't have the app. Do you have well, the app? Because her phones well, are too you don't too loaded with emails to have download an app. Okay, well the email thing, like <laughs> Jesus Christ, she's still using a BlackBerry. Jeez, man. And then like she gets uh like she comes down with a cold or the flu or something, and, and that's no, a whole pneumonia. Situation. Did you guys hear about Trump's thing today? No, what did he do today? It was either today or yesterday. I haven't seen um, Trevor Noah yet. There, there was an explosion in New York. Okay. Oh yeah, Chelsea or whatever. Yeah, oh, who died? And he's he kept saying that it was terrorists before he had any proof that it was terrorists of course he did he's just like it's terrorist it's terrorist it's terrorist yeah and then he released a statement saying no more americans will die because of our open border policies and this person's probably been living in the country for how long yeah, yeah. i have no idea it's it's infuriating listening to him talking just in general the whole uh republican party because what you end up having is you know trump is winning because he's appealing to all the extremists well, it, it's well, it's uh, it's a sad day when I would vote for like right now if McCain ran, I'd vote for him. Yeah, you know, and that's the problem. It's because you're not even voting for him. It's that you're voting against the other options, which is a a, a very very sad thing. But even talking about splitting the party up again, you have so many people who hated on Trump that are now endorsing him, and it's just clear ridiculousness. Well, and it's like. I wish you would come out with like some clear like policy definitions, like actually no. spoken out loud. Because I mean, and that's the problem. Well, we he listen to the unpopular. Explicitly refuses uh, to do that. Yeah. Well, he, all of his policies are out there. I listened to the Unpops podcast, and like uh, one of the, the hosts there, Adam Todd Brown, like he's gone over like he's been reading like all of the policy like documents that he pushes out, and he's like, "There's some problems here, guys." <laughs> There's some issues. We should probably look at this. He probably had his barista write but, him up for all I know. <laughs> but here's some funny jokes. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, what's actually that. kind of funny is like how Hillary had like she had that uh, pneumonia, and I think like she like she, she like that was she walking pneumonia. She She's fine. <laughs> like and she like basically <laughs> collapsed at like one point like uh, after like she had gone to her pussy. Uh, her, yeah. her daughter's apartment. Yeah. I think it's like, unfit. And so like they're for so, president. Oh yeah, they're constantly she just like keeled over. Yeah, on the they're doing, just, yeah, we they're, had one president who died from eating cherries and milk. <laughs> unfit <laughs> for presidency. So yeah, like that was Would a big thing for this. Yeah, that was, that was like that was blaring on Fox News like the next couple days. But uh, oh, of course. It the was. thing is, on the other hand, if she had like gone right to the doctor and like uh, was like actually like followed those instructions of like not going out in public oh, and like Jesus the thing is that was the same day as. Uh, the 9-11 thing the giant yeah. <laughs> so if she didn't do that she would get so much shit oh so much shit for that well, and, now, and then in response to that you have fucking Trump going on the Dr. Oz show with his bill of health All right, you know what you don't talk shit about Dr. Oz 
No, he is the most reputable heart surgeon <laughs> and homeopathist unfit for prison. <laughs> <laughs> We wow. needed to be that damn. <laughs> Presidency's a fucking joke, man. <laughs> it, it's a fucking disaster. That's the sad part. Is it's it's it, a fucking mess, right? Dude, now. I get into politics when people are like talking shit, like <laughs> not about you know like one party to another yeah. party kind of thing. Just about the but entire just like, thing. Just like why it's even there, like, like as a system, it's so. Fucked. Well, it's there, so we got to use it. Well, fuck. Well, and, but it's not even this country. Like, look at uh, look at the EU, and or uh, specifically Great Britain, and they just Brexited. Well, it's not for like, no goddamn reason. They're like, eh, we're gonna leave now. Well, look how and, well and our, uh, it's gonna oh, destroy shit. their economy. And yeah, they Brexited when? because it's like <laughs> awesome. And then they're like, oh shit, this was totally well, the, not the a good Brex- idea. The Brexit doesn't take place for like like the actual Brexit doesn't take. I think it's like two years or three years lifetime. Yeah. Oh, and so, so like as soon as they leave, they're. Fucked. So, yeah. do you think that if Hillary gets elected, they'll actually give us our new uh, Supreme Court leader? No. Uh, or do you think they'll just keep like stringing us along? Like she's not the one that we voted for either. No. Well, no. Wait. So we we have one that's like hanging on to life right now. That's like waiting to to leave until the the election's over because they don't want Obama to appoint another one. Yeah. <laughs> I know, which is hilarious, by the way. It's so dumb. Well, well, no, the thing is, like, no, but we already have one, like, one that died, and, like, they're not letting uh, Obama pick it at all. Yeah, which should be unconstitutional, yeah. no, because it's, well, it's kind of, like, his thing. Yeah. But he I was mean, already elected to be And we kind of need those guys to uh, slap Alabama around and allow them to... Completely off-topic, but, uh, well, not really. So, uh, the Supreme Court ruled... That gay marriage is legal. That's yeah. a thing. Yep. Alabama uh, re-elected the judge that the federal government had pulled out of their Supreme Court in the in the election cycle refollowing because he wasn't banned from it. He was just pulled out at that time, so they re-elected him again. Okay. And his first act in that position was to ban marriage in Alabama. Just the whole thing. The whole thing. As soon as gay marriage. Became legal, he's like, oh yeah, no marriage now. Just none. That's just not gonna work. Right? And so well, now that now they're trying to pull him out, like, the feds are, like, pulling him out again. Well, clearly, I mean, because it's like... Alabama makes good choices. <laughs> <laughs> My God. It's just, it's painful. It's painful. Well, it's just one of those things where you're like, really? Come on, guys. Just... <sighs> yeah. Just yeah, think this exactly through. Right. Just a little bit. Everyone's trying to take a stance well, on like, the dumbest I, shit ever. And honestly, like, I don't care left or right. I just want something, like, who's fairly moderate, who's going to keep shit moving forward. Mm-hmm. Well, like, see, I'm a, little, of... a little progressive with maybe some conservative economic policies. Maybe, like, pull some people, like, pull, pull out some troops from places where they don't need mm-hmm. to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't need to spend a bunch of money on nuclear weapons. Like, that's not a thing we need anymore. See, I can sympathize with that viewpoint, but I'm also kind of, uh, exactly opposite. Because I would like to see shit really hit the fan. Because then I think, you know, something will actually come from that. Like, actually, no. re- yes, revolution. I live in this country. Death. <laughs> I don't Just want... mass death. Yeah, no, I don't want that at all. I want, like... No, see, this... I, no, I, no, I want, no, no, no. Shit's I want, already... I want, 
no, I want like we go? GW one and then quitting years. Like no. those are the years I want back. You like, see, let's just go back to the nineties. Shit is already hitting the fan, hitting the fan. Like you know, globally with like the environment. Let's it's slowly hitting this fan. Let's not throw in our political system too. Right? How about how about we just get one that doesn't deny that science exists? That'd be great. That'd be pretty cool, yeah. right? Like yeah, let's let's take the policies out of science and just realize that that's just a thing of facts. Science isn't a thing of opinions; it's like literally facts. It's, it's the exact opposite of opinions. Yeah, we so, don't want opinions. I mean, we want communism. Well, then you then you have the politicians right? who are like, well, uh, those facts are their facts, and my facts are my facts. <laughs> that's always this the worst <laughs> argument I've ever seen. <laughs> I think it's like people actually use it like legitimately. I like, know. So this is this is a little bit off topic, but I found it absolutely fucking hilarious. The dumbest shit I've ever heard in any debate. It was in a science versus religion debate, and uh, the scientist had kind of brought up the whole God of the Gaps thing, you know, where if you can't explain it, God did it. And well, yeah. The religious person came back and he's like, "Well, you do the same thing with science. I call it science of the gaps." And I'm, was that the Bill Nye one? No. No, it was it was it was not. But I thought differences that was, are something to look at. You know, because formulated. You know, no. we we have this tendency to say, well, we don't know how that works yet, and he's calling that the science of the gaps. I'm like, no, that's legitimately not how it works. That is not how any of this works. <laughs> not any of it. Well, and science there, is man, and there is a bit of a problem with science in our country, but it's not that. It's the fact that like uh, we won't uh, do reviews of st- studies because there's no money in it. Yeah. Oh, no, no. The the biggest problem with science in this uh, in this country right now is clickbait culture because it's all about the headline. Yeah. New study says that sex is good for you. New study says that sex will kill you. Like, New study says that sitting is wrong. And like, if you do something really boring, like you know, do all the like, go over these studies that have already been done and like double check them and like, or and then you're like, not getting any grant money. Yeah, you're not getting the money. Yeah. For the it. the problem is is. Every everyone who funds the science needs something new and groundbreaking. But the problem is, is anything new and groundbreaking isn't valid until someone else has right. done it fifty or sixty well, see, more times. That's that's where NASA has a leg up because yeah. they can just make pretty pictures, and they're just like, "Hey guys, look at this! Give us money." That <laughs> is pretty. Cool. And then people like, <laughs> and then people look at the pictures. There's a face there. Aliens! You're hiding aliens from us again. <laughs> <laughs> again. 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 <laughs> you missed one. <laughs> Forgot to Photoshop that out, didn't you? Yeah, there's like a, a smiley face. Who there, did that? There's a spot in the Martian rover camera. Aliens, man. <laughs> Aliens. <Just> a <laughs> fingerprint. Like, there's an entire civilization. Where did that rock come from? It wasn't there earlier. <laughs> it rolled. <laughs> Who put it there? <laughs> wow, this devolved quickly. <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything else. No. <laughs> it evolved into reality. Okay. <laughs> this is this is exactly how a, it is. like American polit- political discourse right now. <laughs> you hit a little slice of it. <laughs> I'm so bummed out now. Thanks a lot. God, I'm sad. Right, guys. Well, just uh, just think of uh, pictures of puppies and rainbows. You know, it's bad. You know, if you're just hoping that Skynet just wins. <laughs> You're the only one hoping for that. <laughs> Literally the only one Solves hoping for that. all the problems. All right. All right. Well, uh, thank you for listening to this one hour and 45 minute episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Uh, I hope you learned something today, and if you didn't, well, uh, that's probably for the best. <laughs> uh, but thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to support us, head over to blindnewsstudios.com uh, and click on the patron link at the bottom of our homepage, or click on or go to patreon.com slash blindnewsstudios and become a patron today. Or if you're going to do any shopping on Amazon, click on the Amazon link at the bottom of our homepage at blindnewsstudios.com. Your Amazon shopping is normal, and Amazon gives us a little bit of money for everything that you buy. And if you have any questions, show ideas, or comments, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week.